This morning, uh, you, as you know, we have completed our evangelism series last week. And we want to start something else. I don't want to start as a series, but then this morning, I just, uh, you know, there's a certain burden that God has put in our hearts. So we just want to share about that. Amen. I was looking at, uh, you know, some of uh, your reports of giving during last first uh, six months of the year. And I was wondering whether, you know, I really made a mistake of not really teaching you about gift uh, giving are not really telling you how important our giving is for the work of God. So I was thinking about it and you know, this message really birthed out of that thought. So I thought I need to really teach the congregation how important our giving is. So I'm really not planning to give a complete sermon on giving. I can't do that in, in this half an hour. But I would like to give little nuggets that will really help you on how do we, how can we give to the Lord. I will talk about both giving in general and also I will talk about tithing. And how important they are and why they are important. So I would like to title this sermon this morning as tithing never understood. Can you say that with me? Tithing never understood. You know, always we have little difficulty. You know, I had difficulty. All of us had difficulty at some point of time in our lives. And even now we have difficulty in, you know, understanding tithing. So I would like to section my, you know, divide my sermon into a couple of sections this morning. And before we really ask, uh, you know, one or two different questions and try to find the answer for that. Number one, I want to talk about a little bit about how can we partner with God in the relationship that we have with our Lord so partnering with God on what we are doing in this world can I can you say that partnering with God all of you loud loud I know you can make more noise than me can you say out loud partnering with God we are going to read a scripture from Matthew chapter 6 you know Jesus spoke the scriptures Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 21 Jesus said do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth can you read that with me whenever you get a screen scripture in the screen I expect all of you to read with me amen yes okay let's go do not Hmm. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, Jesus is talking about storing treasures in heaven. Amen. It's a treasury in heaven. So there is a treasury in heaven and what we can do, we can send our giving to that treasury. And Jesus is saying that this is the way you can partner with me. You know, do you think that Jesus you know, established this kingdom? Jesus would have established the kingdom of God on this earth without the 12 disciples? Yes or no? Hello? Yes or no? Jesus would not have established the kingdom of God. He was in need of those 12 disciples. And he is in need of us today to establish the kingdom of God. And there is a way we can partner with God. And Jesus is asking us to store our wealth in heaven. And how can it be achieved? It can be achieved only by our giving. 
when we give to god whether we put it in this offering box or we give it to somewhere somewhere else we are storing up treasures in heaven now once we store in this common warehouse i want you to imagine it's a common warehouse it's a huge warehouse that god has in heaven and every time when we send an offering when we put an offering there is something getting stored in your name amen and when you keep storing files you know later on there will be a message saying that your storage is full and now you need to pay to get more storage but this storage never gets filled filled but you know what because there is a need and this is a common storage where we put our treasure and we store our treasure there you know god because we are partnering with him in his kingdom and he is going to use that treasure to establish god's kingdom on the face of this earth amen are you with me this morning so once you know we store our treasures in heaven god is going to use this treasure to establish his will amen god is using to this treasure to fulfill his purpose on the face of this earth now the world and the lives you know can be touched and be changed by the treasure that we invest in the kingdom of god you know that is what is the desire of god that god wants us to store treasures so that god's work can advance you know how many how many of us are willing to advance the kingdom of god amen you know that's where we live for that's why we live for that's our desire we want to work in the kingdom of god we want to give to god we want to see churches flourishing we want to see people coming back to god people turning from their wicked ways into you know coming into the fold of god and god can do it when only when we partner with god in this mission amen so that's the number one way of understanding this number two i'm going to talk a little bit about tithing listen to me more than a law Tithing is a principle. Can you say that with me? More than a law, tithing is a principle. So more than a law, tithing is a principle. What is tithing, by the way? Can you, do you know that? What is tithing? Can I hear one person saying what is tithing? One tenth of? What are you saying? I couldn't hear anything. 10 percentage of or 1 by 10 you are right so 1 tenth or 10 percentage of the income right is that only income any type of income right all types of income so 1 tenth the bible says 1 tenth of what we earn it belongs to the lord so it's more than a law tithing is a principle you know tithe is a physical measurable evidence of our trust in the lord can you say that with me tithing is a physical measurable evidence of our faith our trust in the lord tithing shows our dependency on god you know when at the beginning of the month what we say lord this is the one tenth of income my income that belongs to you you take care of it and you would bless the remaining 90 percentage amen how many of you have experienced that blessing of, of God in your life? Amen. Thank God for you. You know, in the beginning of your, your, the month, when we are, are, you know, we receive bi-weekly sometime, when our pay comes, when something good happens, when we, you know, there is, a, there is an income that is coming on our way, we just don't hesitate to take that one-tenth and give it to God, and we want to sit and watch God blessing the remaining, you know, the expanding that 90 percentage to the entire day of that month and taking care of us. You know, that shows our dependency on God. You know, this is an area all of us need to discipline ourselves. Amen? Are you with me? Yes? We are going to read a couple of scriptures. 
Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 23. Can you read that with me? And you shall eat before the Lord, your God, all of you, in the place where he chooses to make his name abide, the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord, your God, always. Tithing helps us to fear God. Tithing helps us to fear God. We learn by giving tithing, that's what the scripture says, by giving our tithes and offerings to God, we learn to fear God. We learn to fear God. You know, when we give to God, we think that it is important to give to God. One tenth of my, my income is, it goes to God. And that fear of God comes in our lives. Fear of God comes upon our families. You know, secondly, God is also expecting us to honor him. Can we read Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 and 10? Honor the Lord. Can you read that with me? Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the increase, sorry, with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You know, God expects us to honor the Lord. The Bible says very clearly in verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. You know, this is an area where we need to discipline ourselves. We need to know how we can honor God. We want to know how can we honor God. In many different ways, we can honor God. And this is one of the important ways, you know, through which we can bring glory and honor to God. You know, God expects us to discipline ourselves in this, ourselves in this, in this area. First fruits. What is first fruit? What is first fruit? You know, think about your back in your country. What people used to bring? People used to bring all the first fruits. What's that? Yeah, from the farm, they used to bring everything. And I remember uh, we, had a, we had a hen, you know, hen is the one which lays the egg, right? Am I right? Okay, right. So, right, so now, <laughs> okay, now, when, you know, I remember the first egg belongs to God, church. So I remember my mom and my grandparents, you know, taking that first egg and coming to church and giving that to God. Do you remember? On the fruits or the vegetables, whatever we get, the first thing is, is for God. You know, we need to train our children that way. When our children are, you know, trying to earn, they, they start earning nowadays in the very early, early stage. The first fruit, what is the first fruit of your income? First? First salary. Can you say that loud, loud? First salary. Doesn't matter it's $30 or it doesn't matter it's $3,000. It belongs to God. It's difficult, right? First fruit. Try. Try. And God says, I will bless you. God says, I will bless you. You know, some of you do that. Some of you really do it, actually. You know, at times I wonder, how can you do this? When you have such a great scarcity of resource in your family, how can you do this? But you know, you want to do it for God. Because God says, honor me with the first fruits. Honor me by bringing the tithe into my storehouse. Thirdly, it also gives an opportunity for our children to learn the principles of giving. You know, this is important. Listen to me. Today, some of our struggles... You know, to be generous in this area of giving, the reason we are struggling, because our parents did not give to God. 
Some of us finding it difficult to struggle, you know, give to God. We go through the struggle of giving. We are never perfecting in, our, in those areas in our lives. Because we were not taught that way. We were not taught that way. Our parents never discussed with us anything about giving to God. Some of your parents would have discussed. Not all of them. You really do not know. When you are growing as a child, you never come across your parents giving tithes to God. You never knew about it. And you know, you struggle today. Now think about it. The same struggle our children will go through. It is very important. You need to give. We need to be a model for generosity in our family. Now children, they learn that from the parents. They observe the way you give to God. And they learn from the parents. And they, you know, decide to be generous. Only when as parents we teach them how to give to God and God expects us to do that if we don't give generously our children are not going to be giving generously and you know what when we don't give to God generously we don't experience those blessings in our lives and children need to be taught that way children need to be taught that way to give to God generously children need to be told children need to be told they need to be instructed come son come my daughter what is important is you need to give to God. Anytime when you get something, just remember to take one tenth of it and try to give that to God. You know, we need to develop that habit. We need to cultivate that habit within our children. Every month, one tenth of our paycheck that goes to God. As I said, you know, we may be a student, we may be doing something else, you know, different ways of getting earning income, but the one tenth that belongs to God. You know, the good way to do this is, listen to me, involve your children in your giving of your family. Involve your children. Are you with me? Are you listening? You involve your children. When you give to God, you know, even though they are small, just keep them with you and tell them that this is what we are giving you to God. Giving to God is important. And I want to read this for you. Uh, Wendy uh, Kidless, she's the Canadian VP uh, of counseling of Focus on the Family. And this is what is her advice to the parents. Listen to me, I read that for you. When you are doing something for the Lord, it is okay to tell your kids why you are doing it. The goal is not to boast about your kindness, but to invite your children to follow your example. There is nothing wrong in sharing the giving information with your children. And uh, Kitlis also says, recently, this is what she says, I was cooking a meal for a family who were hurting. It is something I love to do to offer hospitality. I took my girls along to help deliver the food, using it as a teachable moment to show that we can do simple things like this to serve others. You know, it is important. Make our children to observe what we do. When we you know, try to help somebody, involve your children and teach them and tell them. And you know what? This is why I just you know, wrote about all the whole thing that we are talking about. God is neither. Can you read that with me? Sorry, giving is neither. Read that with me. Giving is neither a theology nor a law. Giving is a principle of life that must be practiced and taught to the next generation. You know, this is very, very important. When you say law, it becomes in the book. When you say that it's a theology, we say that I don't know anything about it, but it's neither. It's a principle. Can you say principle? It's a principle. It's something It's practical, something we can practice every day. And God wants us to practice it. And also God wants us to teach this to our children. Thirdly, our tithing forms a bridge over our 
adversities. You see, the reader with me again. Your tithing forms a bridge over your adversities. You know, there are times we have plenty in our lives. But there are times we struggle. We suffer lack. I'm not saying that, you know, we are going to suffer lack. But I'm preparing our lives for any type of adversities. Our giving adds each block to that bridge. You know, we have adversities going on. Who knows, sometimes we may lose the job. Who knows, there may be a you know, job scarcity everywhere. Who knows, there may be a calamity, there may be a disaster. You know, there may be different kinds of adversities that may be coming along our lives. And God is expecting us to build that bridge. Are you able to get that picture? Are you with me? And God is, you know, every time when we give, a block gets added to the bridge. You know, this is a very key picture. I just, as I was preparing, I just got this. So it's a very key picture. You know, every time when we prepare, when we give, we just add a block to the bridge. And the bridge is getting established over our adversities, our adverse situations. When there is a financial, you know, scarcity, as I mentioned. When there is a job loss, unemployment, an economic recession, you know, whatever is going to come upon the land. You know, God is going to take her because we'll be able to overcome. We'll be able to overrun all these adversities that we see around us. Remember during the time of Elijah. Now it's a story. It's an incident that took place in the Old Testament. During the time of Elijah, there was a great drought, famine. How many years? For three years, right? Three years in Samaria. And Elijah, even Elijah was starving for food. And Elijah was finding it difficult and God said, you go to Zarephath. A place called Zarephath and there will be a widow. And Elijah went to Zarephath. And that widow was there. And what was the condition of that widow? She had, because there is a famine, there is a drought everywhere. No food, nothing was available. And she had a little bit of flour and little oil. A bin of flour and a jar of oil. That's all she had. And Elijah went and told her, You must prepare a bread and bring that bread to me. And all that, that woman had only this much. And she said, how can I do that? I have only this much of flour and I have only this much of oil. I thought I'm going to make some bread and myself and my son, we are going to eat and die. Because we don't have anything else more. And how can you ask this? And Elijah looked at her, and this is what Elijah said in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 13 to 14, if you can read with me. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Verse 14, verse 14 says, For thus says the Lord God of Israel, read that with me, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. You know, that is the blessing of giving the one-tenth, the first section of your income, and take that out and give it to God, and you will see the remaining multiplying, you will see the remaining being, being a blessing for you. You know, many times we worried about our giving, having little income, 
you think that you know that's not enough even for us to manage our family it may be true it may not be enough but God is asking the widow had only this much of flour and this much of oil that was not at all enough for her to survive for next few years or one and a half years more but you know what what God said what Elijah said bring that first to me you know that's the same principle we are talking about when you bring that first to the presence of God when you bring that and give that portion of your your income to God that one tenth to God and you will see you will see the blessing for the remaining days and God is saying this morning church I want you to do that so that I can bless you you know sometimes we, we, we don't give room for God to bless us we need to open up that portion and give that to God and see whether God is blessing us or not. You know, I don't talk about giving often. How many times I spoke about giving in this, in this year? Not even once. Not even once. But when I say something, when I want to talk about it, you know, I really mean it because it's from the bottom of my heart. And God is about to bless some of us. But we want to discipline our tithing. We want to discipline our tithing. Number four, tithing gives God some seed to multiply. Do you remember this? Every season, at the end of the harvest, at every season, the farmer used to take, collect some of the grain. They are prime. They are good quality grain. And what he does, listen to me, what he does? He takes the grain and stores the grain for the next season. Amen? Are you with me? You're okay? Few more minutes, it'll, it'll, it'll be done. Right? So, so, so he collects the you know, grain that is a really good quality grain and keeps it ready for the next season. So tithing gives God some seed to multiply. Now we need to give God some seeds. You know, this is the income we received. And out of this income we received, we want to give something to God, some seed to God so that he can multiply that. Amen? We are read, going to read a couple of scriptures. 2 Corinthians, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. Read that with me. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. You know, who, who he supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food, supply and multiply the seed for you so that you will be blessed. Amen. You know, it is the desire of God that we want to live in blessing. It is the desire of God, you know, that God wants to bless our families with jobs, with better jobs, you know, so that, you know, God's name will be glorified and we will be able to you know live a good life on the face of this earth there's one more scripture that scripture says if we sow more you will reap more are you with me if we sow more we will reap more let's read from second Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 but this I say can you read that with me he who sows sparingly means he who sows so less he who sows less sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully and God says in verse 7 so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves the cheerful giver you know when we give that seed back to God and we see God multiplying and where that seed comes from the seed comes from the harvest and how the harvest comes because of our hard work you know when I stand here and preach I don't really discount the factor that the hard work that goes behind 
of all of our giving. It's not easy to bring a portion of our tithe to the Lord. It's not easy at times. We understand, we acknowledge the hard work. But eventually we need to be blessed. And there is a way, there is a only way we can be blessed financially is giving that seed back to him so that he will be able to multiply. In Leviticus chapter 27 verse 31, read the scripture, Leviticus 27 verse 13. And all the tithe of the land, read that with me, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. The one-tenth of our income, he's talking about tithe here. The tithe of the land, whether it's seed of the land or the fruit of the tree. That one-tenth of the income, what does it say? It is holy to the Lord. I would say, with a lot of affection, do not touch that one-tenth. Do not touch that one-tenth. You know, what I mean to say is, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your income is so much, you know, that many dollars, point this many cents, exactly take that one-tenth do not cheat God do not cheat God I'm telling you with all the affection I have you know some of your tithing when we really go through it we don't want you to get into trouble really I, I believe that God may help us God says that one-tenth is holy I don't want to touch that I don't want to use that one-tenth whatever sense it may be I want to bring that to God I want to give it to God because if I touch that it will not be a blessing it may be a curse that one-tenth of my income, whatever I earn, I don't want to hold that because it is holy and it belongs to the Lord. If we touch that, it is equivalent to we robbing God. That's what God says in Malachi. You are robbing me. In what you are robbing me? You are robbing me in your tithes and offerings. And we don't want to... And I, I, I wish my church listened to this this morning. I'm talking to you. We don't want to rob God. We don't want to cheat God. You know, we may not understand. We may not know about it. But God knows everything. And God is asking us to be faithful in our giving. Now, we have two questions quickly. Where should your tithe be given? Where should your tithe be given? Now, we don't want to give our tithes to any charitable organization. They don't do the work of God. There are many charitable organizations. We may support. That's different. But we don't want to give our tithe to them that's not biblical we don't want to do it then where our tithe should be given we are going to read malachi chapter 3 verse 10. <coughs> it clearly says your tithe should be given to the church where you are spiritually fed amen and i know you have listened to this sermon many times many times in all the sermons it says your tithe should be given to the church where you are spiritually Fed. Can you say that with me? Where you are spiritually fed. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. And pour out for you such a blessing. That there will be no room enough to receive it. You know, God is asking us. He's a God always willing to bless us. You know, that is an amazing part. When I read the scripture throughout, you know, all along, God wants to bless us. But it is up to us to make room for God to bless us. And this chapter says, this scripture says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Where you get spiritually fed. Where you are spiritually nourished. Listen to me now carefully. When you move to a city... The church you go on every Sunday morning, that becomes your home church. 
your tithe should go to your home church where you are spiritually fed. Because you spiritually grow in that church. And your children grow in the church. And that church becomes home, your home. And if you go through that moment of difficult moment, that is a church that is standing next to you to support you. So when you move to a new city, you know, that's the expectation of God. When God says that it has to go to your storehouse, that is where you want to involve. That's where you want to serve God. And God is expecting us to give our tithes to the church that is our home church where we worship on Sunday every morning. You know, because God has brought us to the city. Listen to me carefully. There is a purpose of God in your life. Otherwise, God would not have brought you to this nation. God would not have brought you to this city. God brought you to this city with a purpose. And when you are brought to this church, this ministry, with that purpose of God in your life, and when you don't support the church with your tithes, or fully support this church standing along with the church, we defeat the plan of God. Simple. We defeat the plan of God. Because God has brought you to this place with a purpose. And he wants you to obey that purpose of God. Otherwise, we defeat the purpose of God. The local church is the backbone of God's work on this earth. That's why local church is important. It is good to support mission, but local church is important. We know the saying, I don't want to say this, it's wrong to get fed in one place and give your tithes and offering to another place. It's wrong. Nobody would like to do that. Sometimes you may ask my church back home, is financially struggling. Don't you really care about it? Should I not support the church? When God moves you from one place to the other place, with the purpose of God in your life, whatever you leave behind, your native church becomes your mission. Amen? I want you to clearly, you know, clearly listen to this. Your native church becomes your mission. We may have many mission fields. We may support missionaries. We have many mission fields to support. So we need to still send our support, our offerings to those mission fields. But tithe has to come to the storehouse. I mean, it's the word of God. Read that over and over again. Tithe has to come to the storehouse where spiritually you are fed. Amen. And we want to give to the church that believes. We don't want to give to every church also. That's also important. We want to give the church which believes what you believe. Which believes what you believe. And you know the church which is involved in mission. The church which is you know involved in gospel work. You know that's the reason I used to say that if we don't involve ourselves in the gospel work. We will die soon. We will die soon. It is important to the church that you give. They involve in gospel work. They involve in children ministry. And growth is their purpose, perspective. And there is growth seen in the church. Growth is happening. And we want to give. I answered where we should give. Finally what is our attitude of giving. What should be our attitude when we give? Are we giving out of pride? No. Right? We don't want to give out of pride. No, what is there we have to take pride in that? It's all given by God. Right? Who is the wealth giver? God. And we are just stewards. That means we are just managers. 
we are just managers of the wealth that God has given. So we don't want to give with pride. So we don't, you know, we, we don't want, you know, to be the number one giver in the church. You know, we don't celebrate that way. We don't celebrate. You know, some of you are really giving, thank God, and God knows that your heart. That's it. We don't celebrate really. We don't do it for pride. Are we giving it for tax benefits? Not really. Tax benefits may be there. It may just come. We may have some tax, tax deduction based on our giving. I mean, right now it is allowed. Who knows, you know, when it will be taken off. We don't know. But we don't give for that reason. But then why do we give? Second Corinthians you know, 9, 7, Paul says, this is what Paul says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. You decide within yourself how much you want to give to God. Not grudgingly, not of, out of necessity, means out of compulsion. For God loves the cheerful giver. Amen? When we give it to God, let us give to God with a joyful heart. Not with the murmur, not with complaints. You know, we give to God with a cheerful God, heart. And you know, that God loves when we want to give to God. God, let's give it, give him cheerfully. Let's give out of the love we have for God. Why we want, it's not that God, doesn't, God needs our money. You know, you, of course, money is needed for the kingdom establishment. But really, God is not really interested in our money. But we give to him still out of our love, not out of compulsion. We want to, you know, attach ourselves in the great mission, the great commission. What was the great commission? Go and preach the gospel. That is the great commission. And we want to attach ourselves. We want to partner with him in our bring, our giving. Make sure that we are partnering with the kingdom of God. And this morning, I believe it is important for us to give to God. And we need to be very clear about our tithing. Because God honors. Because even though it's not a law, it was a law in the Old Testament, but it is a good principle. We used to say that tithing is a good ground, but not a ceiling. Tithing is a good ground. When you bring that principle in your house, your giving will happen. And you see the blessing happening. But that's not a ceiling. God expects us to give more than tithe. And we are capable of giving more than tithe. God is blessing us. God is using us. And God is using us to establish our, God's kingdom on the face of this earth. And this morning we need to ask God, Lord, make my motives pure. We read one scripture and then we are going to pray. Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Shall we all stand as we read the scripture? This is what we are going to ask God this morning. We spoke the word of God. And this is what we want to ask God. Can you read that with me? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. This morning God has spoken to us. God has spoken to us about the importance of giving. And I'm not sure how many of us are faithful in our tithing. That portion of the, your income belongs to God. I don't want to touch that. Make a decision this morning. 